Here's what's coming up on your horizon. In this episode, we continue our series on industry trends and employment opportunities. Our focus is on a sector of our economy every one of us is involved in, and that is food. When you think about it, it is the world's oldest profession. Yes, even older than that one, because all of us eat, and today's jobs in agriculture are not just on the farm. Stay with us for CareerTech's Horizon. CareerTech Horizon is brought to you by the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McClendon. And I'm Blaine Singletary. Whether we eat it, wear it, grow it, or process it, Agriculture touches all of our lives. It's a global industry that has undergone significant change thanks to technology and innovation. And while automation has changed how we grow crops and raise animals, it is an industry that is in need of both highly trained scientists and those who just enjoy working outdoors. Earlier, I was able to visit with both industry and education experts about what we can expect in the coming years in terms of ag jobs. And we begin today with another Blaine, Oklahoma Secretary of Agriculture, Blaine Arthur. We uh, really believe that um, Oklahoma is an ag and energy state. Uh, We've certainly done a tremendous job of diversifying the economy over the last few years because ag and energy is very cyclical um, and there are lots of ups and downs, but agriculture really drives um, the economy here in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, Over 275,000 jobs uh, that are tied to the ag industry. Sometimes I think when people think about ag, they might just think about uh, farmers or ranchers, uh, but it's the additional jobs that are a part of the ag economy. We've talked a lot about uh, that folks don't understand where their food comes from. I think everybody got a real good idea of where their food came from um, in this year, and and that that really ties to um, how it impacts the economy. When we look at food service, uh, when we look at the retail side of things, and all the jobs that are a piece of that big puzzle. Um, We've got um, close to 80,000 farms here in the state of Oklahoma, certainly varying in sizes depending on the commodities that are grown in those operations. It drives the economy here uh, and then also makes certain that people have the food and fiber that they need. So something that most most folks don't think of on a daily basis, and I believe that's because uh, farmers and ranchers do an exceptional job, but then everyone else down the line uh, does a tremendous job to make sure we have the safest, most affordable food supply in the world. And Blaine, I think Secretary Arthur makes an interesting point. For the first time in my lifetime, I think Americans saw firsthand what a food shortage looks like. Are you talking about uh, in the early days in the pandemic? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know about you, but it felt jarring just to go into a grocery store and see row after row of empty shelves. In fact, I'm 
pretty sure I still have a cabinet full of ramen noodles that I bought when we were really just not that sure what was to happen next. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Rob. Uh, lots of ramen and also lots of spam. <laughs> and, you know, I think it was Albert Einstein that said, uh, in the midst of every great crisis lies great opportunity. That it does. And I think in this land of abundance, those shortages may have been the wake-up call of just how intertwined agriculture is in every one of our lives. And that brings us both to our next guest and the flip side of production agriculture, which is food processing. John Patrick Lopez is president of Lopez Foods, a company described as the Fort Knox of the Hamburglar. And if that piques your interest, that's because the company's primary plant operates around the clock, grinding, blending, molding, and quick freezing millions of hamburger patties, pork sausage patties, and Canadian-style bacon for McDonald's restaurants, something Mr. Lopez is quite proud of. Um, by the way, go to McDonald's, buy a McRib. It's made with Oklahoma pork, by the way. We try and source as much pork as possible from the state of Oklahoma. There are limited amount of pork suppliers that we can buy from, uh, but we have one incredible uh, pork supplier out in Guyman, Seaboard, of course, um, and we try and buy as much as we can. Uh, we employ over 2,500 employees in the state of Oklahoma, between Oklahoma City and Ponca City. And in doing so, it has been a challenge uh, to make our employees feel safe to come to work during this pandemic. And by the way, I'd like to commend Oklahoma Department of Health, Department of Agriculture, and Department of uh, Commerce. We have all come together to find ways to do things in, in the best interest of employees. If employees won't come to work, then we can't make the products that consumers enjoy across the country. And then, of course, you know, we want to keep our facilities open, keep employees uh, working, but doing so safely. That, I would say, is something all of us, regardless of what industry, have had to uh, take a step back and really look at our operations, look and see how we can modify, adapt, be innovative, uh, and, and keep our business open. I would say that's a trend that probably will continue well into the first half of 2021. And then we'll have to see what 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 is the new norm and how can we go back to either the way things were or have we just innovated to the point where this is now the new norm and we're going to look to adapt again going forward. We want to make sure that we continue to provide food for consumers to enjoy um, across the country and really around the world. And meeting that demand means education and training. When we return, we'll talk to some educators as we continue our look at employment trends and job opportunities in agriculture. Career Tech Horizon is brought to you by Career Tech. Keep striving. Right now you're showing up for our state, for our community, doing what you can with your skills and strength for all of us in the halls of hospitals, in neighborhoods, on the road, across the state. You train for tomorrow and for today. And all of us at Oklahoma Career Tech thank you for putting your skills into action. For Oklahoma and beyond, stay safe and keep striving. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Welcome back. 
So we've already talked about how pretty much everyone in the country is using the products of U.S. agriculture, and yet only 2% of the population is directly involved in the production of food and fiber. A common misconception is you have to grow up on a farm to work in agriculture. Cindy Clary is Associate Dean for Academic Programs for the Ferguson College of Agriculture at Oklahoma State University and says there's a lot more to agriculture than sows, plows, and cows. Sometimes we get locked into the name of something, right? So, but when you think about agriculture as an industry, ag and natural resources, and then certainly as areas of study, you have the kinds of things that you normally would think of, such as animal science, agribusiness. I was an ag business major myself. Um, horticulture, that's a real growing area, entomology, but we also have things such as biochemistry and molecular biology. The science behind agriculture, the science behind One Health initiatives, animal and human health, and we have landscape architecture, um, education, of course, agricultural education, ag communications, but a whole range of, of activities because often as we hear about the different job opportunities or areas to work in, you know, companies don't come, they may list a major, but they're looking for a person. They're looking for a person with a skill set, with some base knowledge and a skill set. And you can get those skill sets in a variety of different programs. And so the name, always be open to what the names of those programs are and really get that background information because it is very diverse, just as our students are very diverse. Just real quickly, I would say over half of our students, more than half, do not come from a farm or ranch background or an FFA or 4-H background or necessarily from rural, a rural background. So the industry is diverse, the fields of study are diverse, the people coming out of it are very diverse, which is a benefit to all of us. Scott Nemechek is the Program Manager of Agricultural Education at Oklahoma Career Tech. As State Supervisor and FFA Advisor, Nemechek coordinates Career Tech's agricultural education programs, working with ag teachers all across the state. On a selfish standpoint, uh, we need ag ed teachers. Uh, we need teachers. We're having lots of, uh, lots of those that are getting uh, lots of experience and about ready to retire, and we need people to replace them. And I think the uh, important part for those students, as well as any other career, is, is some of the science part, as Dr. Clary mentioned, that some of the STEM things that we have. And I think sometimes we would refer to that as A-STEM. That's a different term, that, that agricultural science and technology and engineering and math, because there's certainly a lot of that in ag that, that most people don't think of right off the bat. And, and certainly those skills that those students can develop. And, and I would just, uh, I guess, think the biggest thing, just as a, as a from a general perspective, is, you know, Secretary Arthur mentioned that ag and energy are two most important sectors, and that, and that, is, that is very well true. And I think probably from a, that human capital perspective is a very important part, and I think that's one of the best things Oklahoma has to offer. And, and we believe in the agricultural industry that our agricultural youth are that very same thing and a very important part of that human capital that's available. So the opportunities there for those young people, hopefully they'll stay around in Oklahoma, but nationwide there's lots of ag opportunities. Once again... OSU's Cinda Clary. There was a national survey that was just released this week. It's done about every five years, so it gives projections in both jobs and in expected graduates. And in this study, they're projecting that we're going to have about 60,000 jobs available every year in ag natural resources, environmental science related types of areas. 
of those potential job opportunities right there, we're only going to have about 60% of those available to be filled by graduates out of colleges such as the one at OSU from those exact majors. And so they're pulling people from a variety of other allied fields to come in there. About 42% of those job opportunities are in management and business related things. Doesn't mean, as John mentioned, having that background and understanding agriculture, trade, safety, science, and then the business skill set that goes with it, that's that's the combination that you're looking at. And then about another 31% of those job opportunities in science and engineering, uh, about 13% in food and biomaterials production, and then about 14% in education, communication, and government. We have people retiring, we have needs for qualified people to come into these positions. And government, both state and national, are uh, also opportunities. The one thing I would say, I try to tell students all the time, you need to be smart to be in agriculture. You need to be smart, whether it's science, math, um, communication skills, all of those skill sets. It's an industry that requires the very best. So Blaine, let's go through a list of top jobs in agriculture looking for degree professionals. Sounds good, Rob. Engineers top that list. From brainstorming the newest tractor design, to building a drone, to evaluating land and water supplies, engineers are always in demand. Next on our top ag job list is economists. It's important to know which way the markets are heading in order to know how global trade will impact ag prices. So economists are always in demand to help companies or even individual producers and farmers make better decisions based upon predictions in the marketplace. Statisticians also play a role in understanding better marketing strategies. Numbers are important for quantitative data sets that are used when ag producers and food processors make decisions about operations. And just like numbers are everywhere in agriculture, so is technology. And what happens when these systems break down? Well, that's when an IT or software specialist comes in to save the day. A glitch can mean big losses in an industry where margins are already tight. And finally, there are supply chain jobs. Transportation and logistics may not seem like an important field, but for agriculture, they are crucial. Production of food is important, but so is the shipping and transport. It takes a lot of planning to properly ship food across the country and the globe. And those are the top five jobs. After a quick break, we continue our conversation on the job opportunities and employment trends in agriculture. CareerTech Horizon is brought to you by CareerTech. Keep striving. I can work with my hands all day and make something I can be proud of. If you have your mindset to it, you can do it. You can definitely do it. I want to be able to show women my age and younger, you can do the same job a man can, if not better. 
I want to be out there to tell them that they can do that. They can go for it and do it. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Depending on how you look at the numbers, agriculture is either the second or third largest industry in the Sooner State. From cotton production in the southwest to forestry production in the southeast, it is diverse. Head north, you'll see a lot of poultry and soybeans, and then go out west and you'll find more cattle than people and plenty of fields of waving wheat. And did I mention pork production? Nikki Snyder is the Director of Marketing and Communications for the Oklahoma Port Council, where she works to bridge the gap between farmers and consumers. Line side, um, we provide about 80,000 jobs, or 8,000, I'm sorry, jobs here in Oklahoma in the pork industry. Uh, as, about, as about three years ago, that was providing about $473 million in personal income. Um, and across the nation, we're the fifth largest sow herd uh, and we raise a lot of baby pigs here in Oklahoma that go to, you know, to people's plates across the state or across the country. In the pork industry, there's just a wide, really wide range of places people can work from in the barns to HR to veterinary services, nutrition services, um, transportation, logistics. It just is a wide range. I mean, we could have people coming right out of high school and get a specialized job in a barn to start out making 1150. So you can live in rural Oklahoma and make close to 30,000 a year. Um, and so, you know, but we also need upper level management in a big way. Like you said, a lot of those people in that place right now are getting into their 50s and are going to retire. So any kind of animal science and business uh, pathway that people could take would be great. A great way to work into what we call our manager trainee, which will be people that will manage maybe multiple farm sites and multiple sets of, of hogs. And that portion of the ag sector is not alone in needing more workers than they can often find. Once again, Oklahoma Ag Secretary Blaine Arthur. Certainly agree with everyone's uh, comments. And there's the one thing is we talk to ag producers or ag businesses across the state and we ask them what their number one challenge is. It's labor. And so as we have these students uh, coming from Career Tech or coming from Oklahoma State or wherever it might be um, that are looking for jobs, and then I have the, the production side of things saying, we can't find people, um, you know, I think we're all collaborating together as much as we can to link those pieces up. I know one thing that I think we will continue to demand from new graduate graduates or new uh, folks into the workforce is being able to utilize technology. Uh, because it doesn't matter if you're going to work for Mr. Lopez, uh, the equipment that he uses in his facility, you've got to be able to operate it. In order for the ag sector to meet uh, the global population demands as far as producing efficiently, technology is a huge piece of that. So no matter, even if they come to work for us in state government, we're pivoting as much as we can to move to online licensing um, and doing so many of our programs in a virtual format um, and using all those tools that are out there. So tremendous job opportunities, uh, but we certainly have got to have individuals who uh, like using the technology that really is kind of evolving on a daily basis. John Patrick Lopez with Lopez Foods. So technology, uh, infrastructure is so important. Um, automated systems of, 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 of tracking data 
uh, and letting data drive what we do. And where I'm going with that uh, goes into things like sanitary design, because cleaning, we have to clean every single night from ceiling to floors and every wall, everything in between. Uh, that's taxing in and of itself. Um, food safety is extremely important. Without food safety, we have nothing. We can't operate, we can't pass our inspections, whether it's, it's compliance from government, whether it's compliance from our customers. And that takes a lot of teamwork. So while technical skills are critical, soft skills are vital. OSU's Cinda Clary. But if I were gonna talk about preparation, the piece I think is most important for students is to recognize no matter where they go, that there's the disciplinary or the technical skills that you're learning, and then there's the professional development people skills, having transferable skills, being flexible in where you gain your experience. But you need to recognize that you're developing the whole person and not just the name of a major. And so you need to be flexible, put yourself out there, be dependable, volunteer for things, learn how to do things and, and be that kind of a person that we really value here in the state. Crutex Scott Nemechek. Certainly known for our ag teachers across the state that do a great job with their students and are involved in their community. And as Dr. Claire mentioned, those employability or those soft skills that we like to call them are things that we teach through the leadership opportunities offered through FFA, our student organization. And uh, that's something that our students are well known for. And, and so whether they begin uh, right out of high school and, and a career or whether they a lot of our students will continue to go on to for post-secondary training at a university or, or a trade school or uh, some sort. And, and so we're very hopeful that those students are prepared with some of those employability skills and those networking skills that they got uh, while they're in the ag classroom in high school. I think another thing that's very important, I taught in a suburban area just in the north part of Tulsa at Owasso. And a lot of our students, it's, a, it's an area that used to have a very strong dairy background, but now it's, it's a suburban community. And most people there don't really know what agriculture is until they go in the grocery store in, in March and figure out there's no protein source available. And, uh, and so one of our major things, and I think a lot of teachers statewide do the same thing, is to teach those students about ag literacy, about where their food does come from. Because I think an educated consumer is a very important part of helping our ag industry become strong or stay strong and continue to grow and develop. And they have that knowledge and, and understanding uh, a very base knowledge of, of where their food comes from, what is involved in the agricultural industry, how vast it is, and all the opportunities that are there for them, and uh, developing those students so that they have the option to, to go lots of different directions, I think is an important part of our programs, uh, to, to link them up with those different pathways and the options that they have available to them uh, as they continue through school. So, Mr. Lopez, I've heard both of our educators talk about the soft skills. So, when it comes to employability, how, how important are those uh, skills? So first and foremost, <laughs> since I didn't grow up in the Midwest, uh, and I know in California, FFA exists there as well, but I am so impressed with these young men and women in the FFA program in high school that they were more mature than I was when I was their age. And I was just, I'm just so impressed. I continue to be amazed at what FFA is teaching these young men and women. It's a, it's a wonderful foundation to get into. You know, there are two sides of ag. Um, you know, there, there is very much the technical hands-on um, aspect of it, which as an employer, we're looking for folks that have those skills. Um, but 
Then there's the people side. I, I am just so impressed with what FFA does. And we are a big supporter of FFA in the state uh, because we see the investment in the future, um, future leaders in agriculture, to be quite honest. And Blaine, I think it's important to pick up on something Scott Nemechek just said. Our state's ag teachers are preparing students for their futures. That's right. Whether it means more education in college or a career tech or going directly into a career field. Oklahoma Secretary of Agriculture says there are quality jobs available that don't require a college degree. The opportunities that we have right now um, in the production side of ag don't require um, a four-year degree. Um, they require someone that has some ag background uh, and will work hard and show up and uh, is a problem solver. If we have students that have soft skills um, and they choose not to take the higher ed path, there are a wealth of job opportunities for those young people in the ag sector. Um, that's so many of just the true production ag. And when I say that, I'm talking about the livestock sector. I'm talking about our cotton guys down in southwestern Oklahoma. Um, you name it. They just need someone uh, that is uh, reliable and can solve problems and communicate with people. Um, and they can teach them what they need them to do. A dynamic, the president of Lopez Food says, can be found across the food processing side of agriculture. On behalf of any and all food manufacturers in the state of Oklahoma, we all have jobs that don't require degrees. Um, and to be quite honest, they don't even require, uh, you know, any type of an ag background. We, you know, we, we have jobs that, um, you know, folks that are out on the production floor, that are packing patties or putting bags into boxes or um, you name it. These are skills that can be taught um, internally. We do a lot of our own internal training, but we also rely on the experts to help us. I, I would just say that uh, non-degree jobs are alive and well within agriculture across many, many sectors of ag. And according to Lopez, many of these non-degree jobs come with their own sets of perks and benefits thanks to a growing competition for workers. Sounds like the old adage, the rising tide raises all ships. That it does, Blaine, that it does. Thank you all so very much for listening. If you like this podcast, leave us a good rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to and share it with a friend perhaps a friend who works in agriculture or someone who's interested in giving it a try. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, search for Career Tech Horizon on those social networking sites, follow us to stay up to date with the show, and we'll see you all in our next episode. Speaking of... When store shelves were empty last spring and protein sources hard to find, Oklahoma Career Tech and Oklahoma's Department of Agriculture collaborated to solve the problem, training a meat processing workforce online, in the classroom, and hands-on. And now, Career Tech is starting up new mobile learning labs where workers can be trained and meat counters can be fully stocked all across the state. Next time on Career Tech's Horizon, here's the beef. We look at the work underway to ensure Oklahoma has a workforce to help keep 
our dinner plates full. CareerTech Horizon is a production of the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education and is produced by me, Blaine Singletary. And me, Rob McClendon, with additional help from Connie Romans. That'll do it for today's episode, and we'll see you next time on Your Horizon. <laughs>